1: They've got retro football from every era with mugs, phone cases and much more. They also have plenty of Rovers goods including apparel with the famous 94-95 season and this season's kit. Check them out using the link in the description below.
2: Hello and welcome back to Rovers Chat Podcast. What a difference 1 month makes. This time last month, we were talking about a 7-0 thrashing at the hands of Fulham. Cause of Mowbray out and a change of how this team presented themselves were all over Twitter and this podcast, to be fair. Um, fast forward to now, though. Rovers are one of the four sides in the division and currently find themselves fourth in the league. Will it last? Who knows? But I'm definitely going to enjoy the journey whilst it lasts. Joining me today to discuss Rovers' upturning fortunes are the wonderful Ollie and Alex. Alex, I'm going to come to you first. Even your miserable self surely cannot hide. Just how happy you are with the performances this Rovers side are putting in at the moment?
0: I think it's been a brilliant month. I think the way I would describe it is it's a brilliant response to the Fulham game, and I think we did give the players some stick for the way they kind of responded in the media to the game. But I did say that actions speak louder than words, and if they could actually back up back it up on the pitch and deliver on the pitch, that those kind of words on social media are a little bit meaningless and they have delivered. So it's been a fantastic month. So much so that the manager's been nominated for manager of the month and I can't remember the last time a manager who lost 7-0 and I was nominated for the manager of the month in the same month. I'd like to know if that's ever happened before.
3: Yeah, uh, but it's probably it, happened. Has and
0: it has and it's merited. Um, I think Rovers have found the best team. They've found a system and they've delivered some level of consistency of performance and, and team selection and shape and organisation. And if you do that in this league, you will not go far wrong. You won't be out to many games. If you've got that player at the top end of the pitch that can score that one chance that you create, which we've had this season in obviously uh, Breiton Diaz, then you, you're on. Winning formula in this league, you know, it really isn't that complicated. So
2: it's after job. And it's finding someone. Yeah, finding someone who can score is after job. It, like I say, it's been been a good month. And, and Ollie, how are you? are you? Do you echo what Alex says? Are you happy with with um, in your life? And also um, with our Rovers' performing at the moment, obviously, Kitty and Kitty there now. How is that going?
1: Yeah, yeah, all very well. Uh oh, We've all had this nasty cold so it's never fun having a baby with a cold for any listeners who have babies uh but yeah life's good yeah we're sat forth um coming up to christmas what's not to love uh hopefully manager month award the cliche that it's the kiss of death uh and we're normally quite good in january so lots of reasons to be hopeful lots of reasons to be hopeful
2: There certainly are, and I think probably the best place to start is that Preston game that happened on the Saturday, so we're recording on the Thursday, aren't we? So a bit back now, so casting minds back to last weekend. Um, I think it's the best place to start because it was a win against our Lancashire rivals, wasn't it? And it was a good win. Obviously not beating them at Ewood since 2001, I don't think. So to come out on top, probably quite special to to fans. I know it meant a lot to me. Alex, I'm going to come to you straight away with regards to that. We spoke quite a lot in the podcast after the Fulham game about that this Rovers side, or the Rovers against Fulham anyway, lacked a bit of fight, a bit of intensity. It's like they down tools a little bit in that game. They've emphatically shut the door, haven't they, on any suggestions that this team don't care and this team does lack fight. Because that game against Preston was ridiculously hard for hard fight. It was a hard fight. We're not pretty, not something that you... Premier League fans might enjoy but in terms of a real hard-working performance and performance that that merited a result it was fantastic to see wasn't it? I think
0: it's a bit of a cliche but I think it does ring true that every game like that when you're in the relegation zone you will lose that game 1-0 and if you're in the top six you will invariably win it 1-0 and the reason that you do is as I said before the teams at the top end of the of the, of the league table tend to have that match winner and that one moment of quality that unlocks the game. Um, and that's what happened for Rovers. I think, obviously, there was a lot of talk about the pitch and the weather conditions around the game. And that obviously had a big impact on the style and the way in which the game was played uh, from from a Rovers' point of view. Um, I would say that, according to people who who were at the game and observing the weather pretty closely, that there was kind of a gap in the rain and the pitch did drain away in the second half and that invariably meant Rovers could get the ball on the floor a little bit better and start to control the game and create a few more chances, so um it was a big win, I think it's a psychologically big win Um our record against Preston is abysmal at home uh, and it has been since we were relegated from the Premier League, so to get that monkey off our back and get that win under our belt, just makes people sit up and think, is there something different about this season? Um, There's been a few of those occurrences so far this season, those kind of mysterious results that don't normally happen. So um, I think it's kind of left everyone with food for thought. But those games are the ones that you look back on at the end of a season, particularly when you look back at the League One season and you look at the games we won and you thought, how on earth did we win that game? like the game against uh, Bristol Rovers when we went down 1-0 and the games when we went 2-0 down at half-time and pulled it back to two apiece. and They're the games that define the season. And when you look back on it, you do look at those games and say, they're the games that made all the difference in terms of winning promotions. So it's great that we're even having this conversation in December. Um, It's not a conversation we've we've ever had before in this league since relegation. Ten years ago, so it's um, it's a remarkable story. It's been a remarkable season so far, and I just hope it can continue. Ollie said that we normally have a good January, but the problem is we normally have a bad December. Um, so we'll see how the Christmas period goes, um, and see if there are any hiccups there. But I think even someone pessimistic as me might start to believe if we're still in the hunt after Christmas. But yeah, we'll see.
2: I think you're right, like you say, it's very rare that we've been in the playoffs. We've always had the conversation about, we'll win there and a win there. Maybe, like you say, very rarely in the position that we actually are in the playoffs at this stage of the season. It's good to see. And like you say, the fixtures coming up, bar Bournemouth, obviously there's uh, Birmingham, Hull, Barnsley and Huddersfield. Um, well, that was in January, but uh, Birmingham, uh, Hull and Barnsley, three very winnable games. Um, that we've got there. So you'd like to think we pick up a few points. And I know we said this in the chat and we don't necessarily mean it, but it is a bit of a free hit of Bournemouth. If we lose, it's not the end of the world because they're a good side and we know they're a good side. um Ollie, the Preston game again. Alex mentioned the fact we've got an abysmal record against them. Is it that much sweeter that the game that we've consolidated our place in the playoffs? is against Preston, a team that we do have a dreadful record against at home, a team that seems to absolutely despise us for, for some reason. Um, is it really sweet that they've that, that, that the lads have gone out, like, put in the hard-fought performance and come out on the right side of that
1: 1-0? I think it, it's the side that won the game and where we are now sat in the league and they've subsequently sacked their manager. Um a bit like the three nil um, at Deepdale, it yeah, it's just a really sweet feeling when you're on that side of things. Um, I think it's, and it's kind of it's the culmination of what's been a really fantastic run since the seven nil. And I don't know, it probably uh, under Mowbray, I'd say we seem to be we're starting to do things we don't necessarily normally do or certainly I don't think we're used to as fans so I think you look at 1-0 away at Stoke 1-0 at home to Preston so Stoke are a very good side in the hunt for promotion probably as we are I guess given where we are now Um, but they certainly were at the start of the season and Preston is always a difficult game for us and we're I was trying to think I haven't bothered to look I was trying to think, I can't think recently, maybe in the league one season for very different in very different circumstances, but at this level, rovers putting themselves just on the right side of a very narrow, very hard fought victories back to back where there was a lot of you know you had weather conditions in both games, not ideal kind of playing situation, you've got a terrible referee against Preston, a game we have really struggled in we don't normally just sort of eke through those one nil. It's, it's either like a right old ding dong or we're the ones that have lost it, or, you know, we threw away a lead late on, you know, it's, there's something I felt sort of odd having gone through both those games and we've got six points thinking, you know, when was the last time we did two really, really kind of solid one nil wins where we stood up to quite a lot. Um, I think that's what makes it feel very sweet because it was not a spectacle. I don't think it it was ever going to be. And then you've got the weather. Then you've got the referee, um, who I don't think any Rovers fans are uh, particularly fond of. (laughs) Um, uh, uh, Good kind of lots of fun stuff on Twitter during and after the game, given that we won. Um, No, I think it's important looking at the Bournemouth game because... Given the fixtures, if you look at, you know, Coventry, no one's got easy games, but it's not saying that it's a free hit. It's more we if we lose that game, I would say we're unlikely to not be in the top six still. So psychologically, it's like
2: a seven goal, six goal swing. Yeah,
1: psychologically, psychologically, Bournemouth are under a lot of pressure to get promoted because they should. You know, there are three teams in this division that definitely will have failed if they don't go up, in my opinion. And everyone else, well done if you do it. We can go there and go, you know, the the new way we're playing, the new system, quite a very settled eleven. We won't have Kaminsky back, which is a shame. Um, But we will have Ayala back and Gallagher's there as an option. It's, we can just go there. We don't want the ball. They'll want the ball because it's how Parker plays. That's not how we're winning games. We let you have the ball and we'll force mistakes. We'll be ruthless and very clinical on turnovers and on counterattacks. And we'll move the ball forward very quickly. We can just go there and go, you need to beat us. And let's let's see. Um, they are a very good side. But it, I think that's how, why it feels like a free hit. It's not, oh, we can go there and lose 3-0 because that is, that's not going to feel very nice. Um, it's more that we can just go there and not worry and just give a really good account of ourselves. And there's no, I think, cause it's just, as you said, before you asked that when have, we've never been, I don't feel like we've sat since coming down from the premier league, like fully into the season. We've not been sat in the top six sort of firmly in the top six um, and kind of in there now. So we've always been, you know, seventh eighth ninth tenth and we're oh it's four points from sixth oh it's three oh today it's three points oh and because we won last week it's and then you go you go to like a Bournemouth and you think oh well if we don't win this then it you know we could it could be five points again and it there's something mentally that it's very different because we're now sat there and we can lose and we'll still be I don't know fifth sixth we could still be fourth and so it's It's
2: pressure off a little bit the players yeah,
1: not having to chase they're not going into a game if we
2: win this we get there if we win this we we consolidate if we don't win this likelihood is we're still going to be there even if it is only on goal difference
1: and it you know and Birmingham Hull-Barnsley it's given our form given the way we're accruing points that's a that's a nice three games through to January So, let's go there next. Let's go there on Saturday and just, yeah. I think that it's, psychologically for fans, I'm not even sure what it's like for the players, but it is that, oh, if if so-and-so don't win and we get this, then we might be here. And I think it's just a very nice position to be in currently. So, um, and the fact that we're there because we beat Preston is even nicer, I guess.
2: Definitely. And it was Ben Burton, Alex, who obviously got that goal against Preston, the winning goal. He just keeps on going the moment it feels like the sky's the limit. Obviously, there's the contract talk at the moment. Um, Mowbray said some stuff about that today. I don't want to go into it because we speak about contracts literally every single time we're on a pod. But the sky seems the limit. And if he does, also the year is going to be extended. But if he does then leave in the summer for big money, you can't blame him because he's having an absolute tremendous season, isn't
0: he? I've always been at the school of thought that in the championship and you can look back through the history books with this, but I think it's a fairly consistent pattern that if a striker scores more than 20 goals in a team that doesn't win promotion, invariably over the summer, the player will move on to a Premier League side uh, for big money. Um, it happened last season with Armstrong. If we go through to the summer and the same situation transpires, it'll happen again with uh, uh, Brereton, Um and... I have no problem with the club bringing in the cash from a Premier League side. The only issue I have is if we directly strengthen rivals in the championship, which I think is an unsustainable thing for the club to do. But as I say, he just needs to focus on his football. I think whatever he is doing behind the scenes to get that confidence to play the way he is at the moment, he needs to continue doing that. Um I've never seen, and we've spoken about this before, but I've never seen a transformation in a player just as stark as that. I, I, in in all of the years I've been supporting Rovers, I've never, ever seen, and you see players going to bits of good form and then bits of bad form and patchy form, but I've never seen a player who was so widely criticised by the fans, largely due to the transfer fee that we paid for him and the back from which he arrived to then turn that round in a 180 degree turn and now all must be the cult hero of the fan base i just think it's um an a cult hero of a country yeah i'm going to say a cult a cult hero of of an entire nation i mean i've never seen anything like it before i doubt i'll ever see anything like it again I just thought for our sake and his sake that the show keeps on rolling till the end of this season and we'll see where it takes us. But this is the point I'm trying to make is that if we can keep Barrington injury-free and in form, and our defence stays as solid as it has been in the last few weeks, we will pick up a lot of points in this league just due to the nature of the teams that we're playing. And I think if we've discovered anything In the past few weeks, it has been that 70% possession does not win you football matches in this league. We've known that for years. We pursued it last season. It didn't work. Um, And we're now finding out that maybe perhaps playing to your strengths is quite a good idea. So uh, I hope that we continue to do that. And um, as I say, there's not much more else that can be said. I was at the Brentford away game Three years ago, when fans were ironically cheering him, scoring goals in the warm up, the finishing warm up before the game, um, and look at where he is now. I mean, yeah, the sky's the limit for him. I hope he's enjoying it and soaking it all in, because this is just a once in a lifetime opportunity for him. So I I hope that he continues in his form and it'll help Rovers either through winning games or financially at the, at the end of the season
2: if we decide to sell him. I think the big thing as well, Morbury mentioned it, I think, this week, is that he's a very down-to-earth, humble lad as well. He's not got carried away with everything. I think it'd be very easy to get carried away when you look at how, like you said, Alex, he's the hero of the club and the entire nation. So it'd be easy for him to get carried away, but he's not doing, he seems to be working hard which is what we want to see. Um, Oli, a bit of a... Left field question, not a really left field, but a low ball, should I say. Adam Armstrong was obviously very important to us last season. Ben Brereton's playing that same role this season. One of the big criticisms we had of Armstrong was he took too many opportunities to actually score a goal. And Brereton's conversion rate this season is absolutely ridiculous. It's really, really good. Is Brereton a more important player for Blackburn than what Armstrong was last season?
1: I think the quick answer is yes, because it's really. I should probably say we're always answering this with the benefit of hindsight. So it's, but I pro, I would say across all of the outlets of this, of Rover's chat, I do think even last season there were there were criticisms on this pod and on some of the live streams. Of, yeah, too many chances to score. Like you know, his kind of conversion rate isn't brilliant. This is Armstrong, um, but he scored 28 goals. And you know, there was talk of it's no good scoring a hat trick one week and then not scoring for three weeks, and then scoring another hat trick in two five-nil wins versus taking that one chance in a game like the press. You know, the one moment of quality in the Preston game you take your chance, bang, done, you win the game. Um, I I, th- I, th- I, think I said this in our private chat, I think it's not like, an, I don't think I've even said it to you guys on the pod. I didn't think Armstrong would do very well in the Premier League because I think he, I say this really carefully, I think he is limited in his attributes. He's very quick, which is a very, you know, a striker that's that quick running channels on the shoulder, through on -on one-on-ones is a gift. Um, And he can find the back of the net, but potentially needs one too many chances. I think at Southampton, he's had quite a lot of shots. He's only scored two goals. He definitely should have scored a bit more. He's now lost his place to Ohlone from Chelsea, which I'm not... I don't want to like sandbag the guy because he was brilliant for us. Um, but I think now that he's... Now that Brereton has found some confidence, however that's come about, whether it was purely what happened in the summer with Chile and, and how good he was for us, us last season without the goals, um, he's a more complete player. He offers more... To your side, whether he's left of a front three centrally. Now that he's scoring goals, last season, unquestionably, work rate, winning headers, bringing the ball down, dribbling, running past players, taking people on, winning free kicks in dangerous areas. Fantastic. Ability to look like he was going to start assisting lots of goals for Armstrong. All of that was there, just not the finishing. And this season, he's really clinical like his goals have been surprisingly clinical and they haven't dried up as yet. And he's going to, you know, we all know he's going to score over 20 goals that like he's, unless he gets, you know, very unfortunate with an injury. Um, But he's offering a lot more and his, and his strike rate is a lot more clinical. So yeah, he is a more important player to us. Um, Armstrong, you know, where did we finish last season? You 15, scored twenty-eight. 20. Uh, you score twenty-eight goals. I'm not, it does. It sort of doesn't matter if you finish there, does it? I mean, no, it's I, important. I think, yeah, I think I spoke a
2: lot last season but Armstrong, like a hell of a lot. In that, I was insisting that he wasn't the best player we had. I always said that an injured Bradley Duck was. Um, that, to be fair, I think I still say the same. Um, but it. Armstrong, and I'm going to agree, that's why I asked the question, it's an interesting one, in that Armstrong was very good at scoring goals, like you said, and I think I mentioned that last season. Armstrong would score three goals, get a hatchet against Huddersfield or whoever, Um Hatshaw against Wickham, but then he'd not score maybe for three or four weeks in games where we needed that one goal because we were drawing nil-nil and we didn't get the goal. Or it was one, we were one nil down. And like you said, in the game against Preston, where it was a case of that one moment of magic. That moment of magic wasn't being produced. Whether that's because he was limited in his attributes, like you say, very fast, a hell of a rocket when he wants to, but
1: doesn't quite have that finishing ability. I think it's very fair. I don't think you're sandbagging the guy. Yeah, like no. Yeah. I don't know. And its I've thought about this a lot just as a fan. That, um, the 4-3-3 hyper possession that we've completely ditched as a style of play this season, clearly for the better. I don't think we just played that way solely because of Armstrong. But if if essentially you've said right, he's going to score all the goals, so it's Kaminsky, roll out from the back. We're going to try. We're pass, pass, pass. Find the pockets, find the spaces, triangles, move up the pitch. Get it to Armstrong. Get chances to Armstrong high up the pitch. Or the only other option was Lenehan 60-yard diagonal to Berrettin. Like that's kind of like really distilling it down. And it when teams succumbed to pass, 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 leaving playing a high line with a very quick striker. We battered them, but then most teams went. That's really easy to stop. So we'll just low block, and we couldn't win games anymore. But it, it we just there's but, a lot more dynamism in. we just yeah. a far more dynamic creature this season, and that's Mowbr- You know, it's credit to Mowbray, credit to the players for adapting to it. And but then, Armstrong doesn't. Would Armstrong work in what we're doing at the moment? I think, I he's a know, fair thing,
2: I think we, we played him with his strengths last season. Understandably, so like, like I said, I love the guy. He scored twenty odd goals for yeah. us. Um, in a season and we should have done better last season and there's more, a variety of reasons that we didn't do but I think it's a fair point that you're making that the fact that we don't have to play that specific way anymore it does offer us more it means that we can do more really like I said it's more dynamic it's not rigid in terms of of to stick to a certain way and we can't really move away from that style of play which is is, is good to see and on this topic Alex and you don't, I think most of it's been said, but last season's team on paper was much stronger, I would say. I think everyone would agree with that. And last season, was a genuine expectation from fans that we'd go up or we'd at least battle, at least at the playoffs. Didn't happen, obviously. We know that. What's the difference, though, between this side and last season's side? Because it seems like this is significantly better, yet, like I said on paper... It isn't. Is it the fact that it's more we've got that more dynamic formation, we're not stuck in playing a certain way that doesn't necessarily suit all our players but does suit one individual?
0: I think there's several factors. I think we are far more clinical this season, which plays into what Ollie said around Brereton taking his chances more than Armstrong. I think we are facing less shots on our goal. And I think there's reasons for that, I think, especially since moving to this five-at-the-back formation, which has been much derided by the fans, and now no-one seems to be deriding it very much. Um, And in contrast, as Ollie said, this 4-3-3 possession at all costs policy, there were signs last season that when we had 35% possession, we actually did quite well, like the Derby away game. Now I know that Derby were very poor last season and they've obviously run into financial difficulties and that's you know, it's obviously very devastating for the fans and I and I wish them, you know, as well as, as any decent person would. But we went there last season, had thirty five percent of the ball and won the game four 0 Now we went there in a similar vein this season and should have been 4 nil up at half-time. And so I think we followed that blueprint from last season rather than the stalk away blueprint from last season of having 70% possession and losing 1-0 to the one shot on, on our goal. And I think that transition from being able to take our chances, which is partially down to the personnel we've got in the team, but also far fewer chances being conceded on our goal is a, a great combination. And the personnel that have been key to that have been Ben Britton, diaz Daniel Ayala and Scott Wharton. And those three players have been absolutely key for Rovers this season. you know, let's not forget three months ago, we were all putting Daniel Ayala down as one of the worst signings that Marbury's made at the club for the financial impact of it and the lack of game time that he had last season. Um, and obviously, the devastating injury to Scott Wharton last December, which was just a complete freak. You know, stepping back into a divot and being out for a year is just incredibly harsh. And I think you've seen all of that that culminate together into a situation where the manager... Doesn't have much to complicate, doesn't actually have that many options to kind of off the team. And we're in a situation now similar to what we were in League One, where the team pretty much picks itself. And I know you can maybe quibble about two players or something like that, but if you've got eight or nine players that are dead certain if they're fit, then you're in a good position. You're in a very You've good got a good position. idea
2: every single week who your midfield's going to be, what the defence is going to be. Um, really the only toss-up a lot of the time tends to be Carderet or Dolan, to be honest with you. Um, does Sam Gallagher get in or not when he's back from injury? So it's very fair. I tend to agree with you. I think that having the fact that we've got this team now that appears at least, to, like I said, pick itself and doesn't have as many options, in a way, is better for us. And Ollie, how far do you think this team can go? Genuinely, at this moment in time... Do, do you think they can make it all the way? I know we're speaking very early, we've in the playoffs for two minutes. Um, but can they do it? Is
1: it going to be a case of if we stay injury-free, then yes? Um, I think I was, I was actually going to come in and say, just for the sake of balance, there's a big thing. I think most seasons we've had in the Championship since coming back from League One with Mowbray, I think if you'd taken our first choice back four and goalkeeper and had them for 35-plus games, I think we'd have finished higher in every single season. Even this season, as good as we're fourth, as soon as we didn't have, you know, of the four now, good centre-backs in our squad, one of which is a low e, but he's turning out to be a very good one, yeah. and not our established right-back. I mean, Huddersfield away and Blackpool away were farcical this season. I feel, put Fulham not interested in, but like those, like the Blackpool away, Huddersfield away were very much the farces of last season, and that was purely... So, but yeah, what can we do this season? Um, I definitely think we can be in the top six. Um I think we've gone for, you know, our points total now across 46 games, that's 78 points, which I don't think we'll get to. Uh, well, we might, but 78 points in pretty much any championship season in the last 20 years, you're in the top six. I think we've, I would quite firmly say that I think fifth and sixth will be sub 70 points this season. Um, I'll be very surprised if then maybe like 68, 69 points, I think we'll get you in the top six. Can we get, can this team get to 70 points, which is what Mowbray is banged on about, you know, trying to see that incremental improvement. We need to hit 70 points. We should hit 70 points, which means we're in the top six. Can we win the playoffs? I don't know. I I've, 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 I've so, I've sort of do now kind of want to pin my hat on the fact that I think we're against kind of all logic and kind of the mood amongst the club this summer and then the lack of, you know, signing Eden for 400 grand and losing 28-goal striker. Um. It seems odd, but we look by far the most capable we've ever looked of doing it. Um, I think, yeah. I, so I think we'll. I think we will finish in the top six. I don't know what will happen in a knockout scenario, but yeah, I think we'll get there. I've said it first. I've said it.
2: Listen, I'm. I, I don't know if we'll make it to the top six. I think there's a chance we could fall short. Um, that being said, I am starting to think there's potential um and that can only be a good thing, can't it? um it's just nice being in the conversation and not feeling like we're the outsiders. it's nice people, saying yeah. that's gonna be a tough game for us
1: i'm just I'm trying to use maths, which you can't so I think we'll <laughs> get i I think we will hit seventy points, and I think looking at how poor the division is. Oh. I don't see how seventy points doesn't get you sixth. This we're on thirty six points now
2: for twenty one games. So I'll do that again in the yeah. next next twenty one, twenty four games, twenty-five games. That's why I think
1: I think if you can yeah. get to seventy points, you will finish sixth this season. Yeah. Quite often it's seventy five, seventy six. Um yeah, our our points rate at the moment is seventy eight for the season, which that that's not gonna happen. Yeah, like so, you
2: said before, yeah.
1: That's not gonna yeah. happen, I don't think.
2: Um, well, like I said, it's an interesting one. It, after everything, all the discussions at the start of the season, I know all three of us weren't particularly thrilled. You were more positive. than top me. half. You did top half. You were more positive than us. But I don't think any of us really expected much. So to be in the position no. we're um, is, um, it's nice. Put it that way. Um, I think we're going to end on that. To be fair, I think that finish on that nice little discussion about how. Rovers might actually be doing something in the playoffs and how we might just be um, witnessing something quite special. Of course, we might do this podcast in two or three weeks' time after Christmas and have lost every single game and be about 12th, 13th. And we'll just laugh at ourselves again then.
1: Um, Boxing day, 4-0 loss to Hull.
2: Yes, an absolute travesty. No, it's one of them, isn't it? Football's unpredictable. I love it so much. And it's why we love it, um, when you win, because it just feels so good, doesn't it? Um, but it's also why it's so painful when you lose. So hopefully we'll do this podcast again in about three weeks' time after Christmas, and we'll be discussing a fantastic December, some brilliant wins against Bournemouth, Hull, Birmingham and Barnsville, um, and start to look at that top two. Um, that being said, though, um, thank you very much for listening. Alex, Ollie, it's been a pleasure as always, and we'll see you next time.
1: The Rovers Chat YouTube channel is proudly sponsored by sixyardsout.com. They've got retro football from every era with mugs, phone cases and much more. They also have plenty of Rovers goods including apparel with the famous 94-95 season and this season's kit. Check them out using the link in the description below. <laughs>